Welcome to the LU Moment. Thank you for listening. I'm Shelley Batanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week we showcase great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. Well, congratulations go out to two LU Rio Honors College students, Madison Taylor and Annabelle Broussard. These young women led the Honors Student Association Community Service Initiative and have been recognized by the White House and the AmeriCorps. The Honor Student Association received the President's Volunteer Service Award and Bronze Medallion for their dedicated community service. So proud of these young people and the students they led in community service last year. Lamar University was recently named a disability-friendly school. More than 4% of LU student population is registered with the School of Disabilities Center, which we call our DRC, Disability Resource Center. It offers a unique unique accommodation solutions and unifying transition fair for all juniors and seniors in high school. One of the distinctive services LU provides and which went toward uh, being named a disability friendly school is a database called AIM. It allows students to customize their approved accommodations. Students go in, set up a profile, log in to see their courses and the approved accommodations for their courses. They can also customize their accommodations directly from the database. If you're interested in the Disability Resource Center, it's very easy to find them on the Lamar website at lamar.edu, and you just type in Disability Resource Center in the search engine, or you can email them at drc at lamar.edu. Great program, great services. Check them out. Next up, on the academic and social calendar, i got to say it's going to be a very social event this year, is our commencement. We're excited about that because... You know, like all other universities in the country, um, commencement has looked a little bit different during the time of COVID, but we're bringing a lot of the tradition back. And um, here to talk to us about that is Dr. Dan Brown, and he's the Associate Provost for Academic Affairs. Welcome. Good to be with you, Shelley. Thank you. Now, you haven't been with Lamar for very long, so let's talk about um, when you came to Lamar, why you came to Lamar, and what you're working on. Well, it's interesting. We arrived in Lamar on October 23rd uh, last fall, and I began my new job on November 1st, having worked at Texas State University in San Marcos for nine years prior. Um, quick overview, we moved right into our home here in Beaumont, um, and Lisa and Michael, my, my wife and son, agree. This has been one of the most remarkable transitions we've ever had. Really? Early community. Um, we're getting to know people. We live in a subdivision where folks are out walking and greeting one another, um, we couldn't be happier with this transition. And part of that is also how happy I am with my job. I have found coming to the Lamar family to be one of the uh, most enjoyable experiences, working with folks who are focusing on students, focusing on success, and focusing on being the leader in higher education that I know they are and can be. It's so rewarding. I mean, this is my first stint in higher education, but it's been very rewarding to be a part of a team that's transforming young people's lives. I think that in and of itself is, uh, makes, makes you feel like your life is perfect. And as well, I, when I interviewed for this position in one of those unusual Zoom interviews, which I do not recommend <laughs> to anyone, when I interviewed for this position, I closed my interview by asking the committee, please describe Lamar University in one or two words. Hmm. And one of the committee members, I don't remember who, told me, I consider Lamar to be vital. It's vital to the region. It's vital to the students, families, and communities we serve. And, and that's where I want to be. That's the part of the team I want to be with. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we're glad to have you. And um, I hope you're, you know, assimilating into our, into our culture. <laughs> it's, a fun, it's a fun culture. It's a diverse culture. 
and not like any other. Well, it is, and it's wonderful as well to return to the Gulf Coast. I began my career in Texas at Texas A&M University of Kingsville, where I worked for six years. So the climate, getting up in the morning and seeing the clouds flying across the sky, <laughs> and it's still hot and warm, um, something we enjoy a lot. That's great. All right. So commencement's been something you've been focused on ever since you got here, and um, we're recreate. Could you say we're recreating commencement because we've learned a lot during the pandemic, um, and it's going to still look a little bit different. But we're bringing back some of the pompous circumstances. I think what's interesting is last fall, in about a two-week period, we had to transition from what our original plans were for commencement to bringing our students back face to face with family members present. Um, we were, I should note, among the leaders in the nation for bringing commencement back. A lot of schools still haven't, and I don't think that's understood. Yeah, they're not having commencement. Their no. school's not having commencement, which is mind-boggling to me. And so we began last fall inviting every participant who was going to be walking across the front of the football stage, as it turns out. They could bring forth family members. Um, I want to share that because we still have institutions in Texas this spring who are having face-to-face commencements with no guests. Right. So the students can participate, but their families can't be there. And really, I think it's at the heart of what we do in higher education to have that event, that celebration of this remarkable achievement with both the student who's accomplished so much and the family members who've been a part of it. I cannot imagine not being able to see my child walk and receive their diploma. I just, I can't imagine that. That is, that's, that's painful. Painful well, thought. And I think for us, especially important, you know, we serve a large number of first generation right. students at Lamar. And on every campus I've been at, I've walked into commencement as a faculty member and administrator, processed in and seen family members standing, tears running down their faces, because this is a moment they never imagined that their family would enjoy. And so I'm with you on that. I think they might have to prevent me from climbing a fence or getting into the facility if they told me I couldn't be there in my son's graduation. Exactly. Okay, so speaking of, you've been, uh, you said faculty administration. Faculty administration has been a part of commencement during COVID, and yes. we're going to bring that back, right? Yes, we are. And why is that um, important? Well, it's important because they're one of the pillars of why the students reach us. We know that the family members have sacrificed, have provided so much encouragement, have done so much to help their students reach this point. But as a faculty member in my life, it was also important to have that moment to reflect and see these now young adults that you might remember from when they were 18 years old. And you thought, oh, my gosh, this is not going to (laughs) work. There's never going to be possible to be able to do this. And then they amaze you with their achievements and accomplishments. So uh, this year we will, uh, in in December, uh, literally we, because of social distancing requirements, limited it to the president and provost representing the University of Commencement. The president and provost will both still be there, be very much leading the ceremony, but our vice presidents, our deans of the colleges, Uh, Department chairs and faculty have been invited. And what's been fun is to get an email out of the blue from a faculty member who said, I hope I can still come. I hope I can still be part of my college commencement because they know how important it is. And I think in many cases, um, they've had the same experience. Right. They were the first in their family to go to college, and so it means that much more. Well, and I think here, especially at Lamar, where we really do focus on one student at a time, mm-hmm. and we've been through so much together these last couple of years, through hurricanes and plant explosions, and the faculty and the administration, has they've really worked with students and helped students. We've had extraordinary um, circumstances where I think we've gotten a lot closer. So to see these guys graduate is a big deal for all of us. You know, in some ways, I think marking these points with a moment to reflect a commencement ceremony in this case 
is also important for the greater community because everyone looks back at all that they've overcome to reach this point. Yeah. We've, we've kind of forgotten in some ways that a year and one month ago, we were closing our campuses for the COVID-19 outbreak. Mm-hmm. And now as we prepare for commencement this spring, uh, it's truly preparing for the future. We're mm-hmm. going to be allowing more guests, as I mentioned moments ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we look forward to hosting our summer commencement back in the Montaigne Center and then look forward to having, hosting face-to-face classes um, on campus in the fall. Okay, so let's talk about, this is kind of, um, like I said, it's an academic as well as social event. This is, it's going to be a little bit more of an event, is it not? Well, you know what, I think was the funnest, <laughs> one of the funnest moments of the last time, I'm going to tell a story on myself. Um, I was stationed at one of the entrances where the students would come from the Montaigne Center where they check in and walk down a ramp to the football stadium. My role with my PhD in agriculture, my years of experience as a faculty administrator, was to make sure that we were following the shoe policy. Now, the shoe policy was defined by the fact that we didn't want certain kinds of heels on the football field, knowing we still had our final season in the Southland Conference to play. Didn't want damage field. So I got to see these students coming in in a lot of land on the first night of commencement in December and helping to make sure everything was looking right and they were ready to go. I think, though, from my vantage point, I looked down at the field. We don't have a traditional processional. We're not waiting and walking together. So students were socially distanced but having moments before the ceremony to run into a friend from their classes yes. that they had been with mm-hmm. in their freshman year or mm-hmm. since they transferred from a Houston Community College to come mm-hmm. to Beaumont. So, and many of them had never been to Beaumont before because they were in one of our online programs. I think that might have been the most enjoyable part of that experience other than just getting it to happen. Right. Was to see these students having a moment with other students because what we're learning and what we're applying in the spring is students are desiring that human connection in their learning. And what better place to keep that off of the margin through commencement? That's right. That's great. But a little more, um, maybe a little more food, a little more fun, a little more... I, well, I don't know. You know, it's going to be interesting. We're going to have uh, some things that we're trying to do. We'd be able to update some technology. Um, we're doing. We're going to be sharing more of our wonderful Lamar University videos. Um, uh, coming from the outside, I really enjoy the videos that help me learn so much about Lamar and Beaumont. So we'll have some of those screening where we can before the ceremony begins. Um, we are going to have concessions open so you can get a snack as if you were at a at an event that's very common and very celebrated for us in Texas, which is a football game. Perfect. So we'll have all those things. We'll have a special surprise at the end of the ceremony that mm-hmm. I won't describe in detail today, but it's going to be a nice event. It's going to be, I hope, an event that our families and our graduates will importantly remember forever. All right. So we're going to have commencement on Thursday, May 13th. 13th, 14th, and 15th. Okay. Um, 13th is the evening where we will do the um, multiple, co- we'll do uh, the Colleges of Engineering, Business Administration, and Fine Arts and Communication. Friday is going to be the College of Arts and Sciences, and Saturday will be the College of Education. Now, we have reserved for those who might be in the region and thinking about attending we have reserved the subsequent two nights, Sunday and Monday, should inclement weather prevent us from holding one of those. Surely not. You can plan things in Beaumont and not rain. We <laughs> made it through in fall and December with yes. much worse predictions of weather. We're yes. going to be good. It's going to be great. What do you want the community to know and, and, and to how can we support these, I think it's uh, over 2,000 uh, <laughs> graduates 
Uh, over 2,000? We should all be wearing red across the southeast Texas. Everybody should wear red, May 13th, 14th, and 15th. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and that's a great <laughs> point because, you know, one of the other things I don't think we can talk enough about is last year, in the calendar year 2020, we graduated a record number of students. Over 5,000 students completed baccalaureate, master's, and doctorate degrees wow. at Lamar University in the midst of pandemic. In the previous, yeah. And now history. we're going to have over 2,000 students, and for some of those students who can't be here in person, um, our staff has done a wonderful job preparing that they'll participate in everything just as if they were in the stadium and then transition to completing their orientation online. Yes, so we're going to help those folks who are all across the nation and around the world. That's exciting. I know some are coming that have never been to Lamar. Like you said, they're in our online programs. They've never been here. They're going to come to the campus. They're going to participate. Now, we're going to um, wrap up here in about a minute and a half. But you have shared a little bit of a vision of what commencement could look like in the future, and it includes the Montaigne's maybe going to a big party. I love this vision. That's why I mention it, because I think it sounds like a lot of fun. Well, I really believe one of the things that are special about commencement is this moment to bring everyone together in a shared experience. And so, historically, uh, Lamar University has hosted college-specific orientation. Uh, it is likely we may go back to those. We don't know what our future holds there. Yeah. But trying to think of something where we could have a, an opportunity for everyone to come together, to hear remarks, to really understand what it means to be a graduate of Lamar University and how that can impact them in the world, and some kind of event that would happen afterward, perhaps outside in the football field. Mm-hmm. We've proven we can do it, yep. although I will not be asking anyone to consider coming to the football field in the afternoon in August. No, no, no. We won't. It'll be maybe after hours. Yeah, maybe. Maybe in the evening. <laughs> Late in the evening. I love it. Dan Brown, we appreciate it. We thank you for um, everything that you're doing for uh, commencement. And, and here, what else, what else are you working on? Well, a little bit of everything. I'm kind of all, other duties as assigned. It's a major focus of my job. But I would just close again by it, reiterating the fact that we really do appreciate all that you've done for Lamar University during your oh, time here. And you. we wish you the very best in your endeavors. Thank you. I have enjoyed being a part of the LU moment and a part of Lamar University. It's been uh, an honor and a privilege to serve Lamar as the Director of Public Affairs and uh, be a part of higher education. Uh, that has been very rewarding to see young people's lives transformed and for them to go out and to be um, um, contributors to society all over the world. Our students are doing amazing things, um, and especially this last year, I think it was rewarding because our um, education leaders who had uh, completed their degree completely online became the first responders, helping uh, schools, districts, teachers get up and running during the pandemic. And so that was that was hugely rewarding to see the impact that Lamar University and its graduates had uh, during the pandemic. So um, having said all of that, I will be leaving Lamar University for a position in industry, and this is my last LU moment. I have certainly enjoyed it and uh, know that the LU moment will continue because there are so many great things going on at Lamar University that need to be told. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to the LU moment. I'm Shelley Dupin, the Director of Public Affairs.